2: a deep breath in through your nose hold it now release slowly again deep inhale hold repeating internally to yourself as you connect to my voice. I I am deeply deeply well. well. I am deeply well. I am deeply well. I'm Debbie Brown, and this is the Deeply Well Podcast. Welcome to Deeply Well, a soft place to land on your journey. A podcast for those that are curious, creative, and ready to expand in higher consciousness and self-care. I'm Debbie Brown. This is where we heal. This is where we become. Welcome back to the show. This week is all about creativity. We are in a very, very, very potent new year. It's 2024 at the time of recording this show, which numerologically speaking is an eight year, which is all about completion, new beginnings, things sprouting. Um, and it's really a potent time to trust and unleash your creativity and your creative mastery. So today's episode, I'm very excited. We have a special, special, special guest who I have a story to share a little bit later, um, was a big part of my journey. Uh, our special guest today is Goapale. A versatile artist, known for her roles as a singer, songwriter, producer, entrepreneur, and humanitarian. She has firmly established herself as one of the most prolific figures in R&B and soul music today. Her seventh and most introspective album, Colors, consisting of eight tracks, was released in November under her indie label Skyblaze Recordings, promising a sensual and unforgettable experience. Hailing from Oakland, Guaple's unique background as the daughter of a South African father who escaped apartheid and a New York-born German-Jewish mother has shaped her journey. Her musical roots and education at the Berklee School of Music have inspired her to craft powerful songs that delve into life's intricacies with a relatable and precise approach. This artistic prowess was evident in her iconic 2001 breakthrough hit, Closer. Guapalli's innovative approach extends beyond her music as she plans to elevate the Colors album by fusing it with color tone, scents, and aesthetic apparel, creating an immersive sensory experience. As an artist with synesthesia, the ability to experience one of your senses through another, wow, she has curated scented candles and apparel through her lifestyle brand, Dream Seekers, adding a unique dimension to her artistry. Welcome to the show, Guapale. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to have you here. And I just have to kick this show off by telling you, I will never forget where I was, who I was, and what I was doing the very first time I heard Closer. Mm. It will make me cry right now. (laughs) I was in college, and I think... I first connected to this song in my freshman year, which was 2003. And that was actually one of the breakthrough years for the Bay Area in music. Like, I remember my freshman year was filled with, you know, the hyphy movement. And, like, so Mm -hmm. many of my peers in school came from, like, Vallejo. They came from Oakland. They came from the Bay. Yeah. So we were always driving up and down. And I was really exposed to the vibrant music scene that was happening in Oakland and all over the Bay. But I remember, you know... I mean your freshman year of college is such a pivotal moment in life anyway Mm -hmm. but I was also going through so much at the time Um, someone I deeply love their life was taken um, Mm -hmm. I had a few other kind of traumatizing things happen in that space and I was trying to figure out how to kind of go into the world alone with these big dreams I couldn't even name quite yet.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I remember I was sitting on the floor of like my dorm and I was playing the radio because you used to do that back okay. then. <laughs> there was not you even, had to listen to all the songs. <laughs> there were not even like iPods, like, you know. And so I remember that song came on and my eyes just filled with tears and I just I couldn't describe it. I was like, what? is this Mm -hmm. and it took like my friend group it took the school by storm like I remember like all of us were just like oh my god closer like it was the song it was just the song that spoke to like the truth of our hearts in that time you know and so many of us were just so moved by it so you know I've had the chance to connect with your work and even run into you over the years but that moment in time like what you birthed into the world with that song. And I was listening to it recently. I still listen to it all the time. It was just, it's just profound. It was just such a medicine
3: you gifted us with. And thank you. I'll just never forget it. So thank oh you so much. Oh my God. I just love how vivid it was and that you could remember the exact moment. That's that's huge for mm. me you know it because really we've me, i want to cry so bad we've <laughs> run, we run into each other over the years we were trying to figure out how yes. long it's been but i also just watch you out in the world and you know your clips come up for me and just like inspiring moments so mm. i love that i get to be a part of your journey thank you, you know? thank you thank you thank you so much
2: Oh, my gosh. Okay. So just, off, I mean, I have everywhere I want to go, but just off your bio alone, I'm really fascinated by your background because you have South African apartheid. Yeah. And you have German Jew in yes. your ancestry. Yes. And those are, you know, when we think about the plights of human in this current iteration of human history of civilization, I mean, those two lineages are yeah. just—it's just some of the most like painful persecution.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: How does that show up spiritually for you? You know, that's that's quite a weight to be a blend of those that's two backgrounds and to know your question. family history.
3: Yeah, that's a great question. And, you know, thinking about it now, I'm like, I don't know if you saw the movie Origin, but basically both sides of my family have been deeply affected by the caste system. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's beyond um, race. And my father, who grew up in South Africa, Black South African, you know, under the apartheid system and left the country... Um, illegally um, when that was going on and Mm -hmm. wasn't able then to go back until like, you know, 29 years later when when things changed. And um, he passed away, but he got to live in a free South Africa. Thank God. Um, And my mom's family, you know, my grandmother escaped Nazi Germany. And as, as a teenager and um later on had my mom and it's really interesting wow. right now to think of you know she grew up in what was Palestine when she moved there and it was a safe place for them and then no i'm sorry my my her elder brother 10 years older it was palestine mm. and then the mm. same address 10 years later was israel yeah you know so there's the the power struggle in that that it was a safe place for them but now you know we see more and more it was at the cost of displacing mm. other people and that's so it's been really mm. i've been reflecting on it a lot um lately you know like yeah. about my lineage and just like what to be grateful for what's changed and like the struggles that are still there and the power struggles that are still there. I think spiritually, you're asking how it's informed me. I would say it gives me a wide perspective and um, I think it has pushed, I would say compassion Mm. is probably... Um, the biggest spiritual gift mm. that it's taught me. And to also know and trust that things can change even when it feels hopeless. Mm. Because when I was a kid, you know, there were songs like Free Nelson Mandela, mm-hmm. you know, that he must Kelly would sing and Mandela was in jail for almost 30 years. And it just kind of, you know, we'd always be like, free free Mandela. And like, you know, that thinking the apartheid system would one day end. But it took so many years. It took so many years that at times it just seemed like it was a piece of hope and just trying to be optimistic. But to be able to witness that change and know that like, Um, perseverance is possible if you just stay steady is like, it's a reminder to me when it seems like a system is never going to change. Yeah, And people are never going to change and opportunities will never come. And there's still a lot of imbalance, but definitely for the generations that followed have got a different experience.
2: I was just, Yeah, I was just going to say that, too. It's like, I think part of kind of seeing outside of yourself and the bigger role that we're playing in this experience on Earth, it's Mm -hmm. like having, you know, having gratitude in your heart. Even when the change doesn't get to affect your
3: life, mm. but knowing that it, it will one day, it'll one day come. It might not be in your lifetime. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that's the space where it's you just have to
2: really stand in the truth of something and the fight of something. Yeah. in You know, the the all the strength within the lineage of it will come, I may not get the benefits of it. Yeah. But anything I'm doing now is for the advancement. It will be done. Yes. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. It's like, you know, it's... It will be done. Like that, when I think of, like, South Africa, especially, like... I named my son after Mandela. His middle name is Mandela. Mm, And I've just been like so high quest. If you see this ever in the future, (laughs) anytime your mother loves you. Um, The thing that is just, I don't even know how to like, I don't even have words for what is Nelson Mandela. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, because if you think we're just starting to understand mental health, and yeah. something that we know now is yeah. that if you are put in solitary confinement, like up to a year, your mental health can be gravely yeah. affected. Maybe even a month. Maybe even a month. Yeah. Like it can be irreparable. Yeah. Right? And yeah. you think of Nelson Mandela being in his cell alone. You know, I don't know if he was in solitary his entire confinement, mm-hmm. um, but he was. He was alone mm-hmm. for 30 years. Mm-hmm. 30, 30, 30 it's, years. It's
3: some people's lifetime. Oh some people God. don't even get to live longer than 30 years. And he didn't get out and go into go to a retreat. Yeah.
2: Right? Like he didn't yeah. get out of that 30 year experience of not having his entire family being yeah. oppressed in a way there is no freedom from. Yeah. He didn't go into a therapy session. Yeah. He got out and ran a country with the mission of love. With, and with
3: mental sharpness. Yes. Composure, charm. Mm. Charm. Oh my God. You know? And, yeah. And I think the whole time he must have been knowing, trusting it would become. Yeah. You know? It wasn't like, He was just thinking this current reality is just this is going to be the reality. He was always thinking like, the people want me and I will be running this country. Mm. And, you know, I'm sure doing so many things that sustained him and preparing, knowing he'd be released and to go. But you're right. I don't. Who who could do that? Who else could do
2: that? Right. It's such a supernatural level of grace, compassion Mm. and purpose and fortitude like it's just yes yeah it's incomparable but thank yes. you for sharing those parts of your story because you know I think we're in a time right now where gratefully we have deeper understanding on the fact that trauma lives in our bodies and mm-hmm. it affects us and that there is intergenerational trauma passed down trauma ancestral trauma so these are things that we're unpacking and when you look at the roots of that that's it's just that's quite a, a substantial kind of incarnation to walk into, mm-hmm. with having those experiences on both sides of your lineage. And yeah, I think the more each of us can kind of explore, well, what culturally, what has been living in the bodies of my parents? Mm-hmm. You know, what were the experiences, and and really, what is the psychological effect that that
3: has as it's passed down? It's just, it's fascinating. Yeah. And I think one of the thing, one of the greatest gifts, I think, from South African culture is music Mm. and harmony and songs that I grew up to, honestly, were banned in South Africa at that time. But, you know, Mary and McCabe, all these different folks could share the music and talk about the realities outside of South Africa, you know, and Mm. so... I think for me, it was like, you know, I'd listen to those artists and Stevie Wonder and Bob Marley and different people and just think like with good music, you can always you can also have a message. And it's not like Mm. everything has to be like that. You know what I mean? Mm. Some stuff is just to feel good or be a vibe or whatever. But the activism and art can go hand in hand, Mm. you know? So that brings me to
2: the way that you create, Mm -hmm. you know, one of the, one of the things that is mentioned here, I am so not familiar with. How do you experience?
3: Synesthesia. Synesthesia. I only learned the word not that long ago, um, because I think I was reading something about Pharrell or something who said he has synesthesia and he was describing he sees music or something like that. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I didn't know there was a name for this. Because for me, when I hear sounds, it's just kind of like maybe an extra filter yeah of that it might be associated with a color or a texture or which is like, it's it's not always like that it looks amazing, but it's just like certain things are going to be a little more in harmony and work together and certain mm-hmm. things might be like, Ugh, like that's clashing to me, not just on a sonic level, but visually not going together and like words and letters and numbers have, colors and I just see it. So it's just a a subconscious kind of thing. But I think as you know, now you said you heard closer in 2003. So it's been like, I've been in this for a minute and I think I want to inspire other people, but I also want to be inspired and I want to share my music and creativity in new ways. So with this project, I was like, can I somehow help people see the music the way that I see it wow. and feel it, you know? And it took me a long time to even put into words how I would do that. Like, how can it be tangible? And so I created like the, the songs kind of are grouped in different color tones in my mind. And there's mm-hmm. three different um, color scents. Now I can I can give you the gift I wanted. I've been like saving oh for when I came on the show, um, and Thank I love it. scents, which was so wonderful because when I came in here, it smelled so good. You guys, oh what is all this beautiful stuff? <laughs> oh my god! I I wanted something like okay. So for the the first um, or the current song right now is purple, and the through the music like lyrically the vibe I feel like it should smell like that <sighs> wow I love your reactions <laughs> I know I'm such a it, person. I'm, it like, in. <laughs> I'm yeah. always, like, moaning in the street <laughs> <laughs> and it's oh like God. what does it smell like to you and I'll tell mm. you what it is
2: It smells like freedom, like I feel ooh. like I'm in kind of like this open state of being, um mm. almost like kind of in the void, but it's it's also like a a blooming field, ooh, yeah. It just feels um, like it's inside of you and outside of you at the same time. Yes.
3: Okay, good. Because I was going for something atmospheric that kind of brings you in. And so beautiful. Thank you. The song um, was kind of influenced by Prince, which I feel like Mm -hmm. um, creatively, it's like something that I tap into a lot when I'm working on a song because I feel like there's something. Did you and Prince collaborate? We talked about collaborating. We never got in the studio. But I did perform at his club at 3121 one time and he, you know, came on stage and played on Crushed Out. I'm like, there's a, there's a, a recording of that somewhere and then you know other jam sessions but this is what um purple should feel like this silky texture and (laughs) you can sleep in it go out in it whatever wow this is gorgeous yeah and it's a hundred percent silk so so it feels good but it's like Mm -hmm. electric but comforting it's such a beautiful shade it's very supernatural yeah (laughs) This is so beautiful. Yeah. So this is like what I've been working on to articulate for a long time. Like during the pandemic, you know, when I was like doing private shows for my living room, you know, for for different organizations and and different stuff like that and waiting to be in person with people. I mean, that was like the strangest experience ever. But. I was like, how can there be something where people can walk away from a show and still feel connected somehow to the vibe? Like, like, um, how can I go past just T-shirts and stuff like that, but leave people with like more of an expression, Yes, and an experience. Yeah, and a mood, you know, that you can, like, put it on and recreate it. And even on the label, you can scan it and it goes back to the song.
2: Oh, my God, (laughs) I'm obsessed. Yeah, it's like it's so experiential, you know, Mm -hmm. it's just very much. Yeah, I'm so curious because I think we're just kind of collectively everyone's always known this right music is so healing but
1: mm-hmm.
2: we're really understanding no actually it can heal you like certain yeah. frequencies can yeah. heal you music is absolutely a portal calming anxiety it's it can yes you for can sure soothe your nervous system you're seven albums in did you always
3: kind of know that you were a healer through music I never even heard someone say that before, but I love it. Really?
4: <laughs> I love it. Really?
3: I think that I always loved to do music. And, you know, the first places that I would perform were like at women and girls retreats and youth retreats and stuff like that. And I would sing a cappella, and it was like, you do your thing now. You know what I mean? And I'd sing like a Sweet Honey in the Rock song or a jazz song before I started learning to write my own music and I liked seeing how the energy affected people Mm -hmm. you know I felt like it brought out emotions and kind of I saw how music can change the energy and I felt like um I always wanted to be an artist but I was like let me if I could I I still want to have impact I want that thing that brings us together Mm -hmm. in it so I think there's part of that that's always been in my intention or whatever and you know sometimes you can't tell what impact it's having Mm -hmm. and then there's like little reminders or someone will say something or like you know what she said while we were talking and then it's like
2: deeply wow! Well, well, well. it can be such a potent healing medicine and it can also honestly be the thing that leads you astray like mm-hmm. I think of some of the negative effects that you know I'm, I'm in the millennial generation that that generation that we've experienced really due to a lot of the music like the mm-hmm. way we interact as men and women like mm-hmm. we can't we can't say we weren't affected. Like me yeah. hearing sex presented in a certain kind of way about kind of a woman being mistreated, beat it up, and then throw her away. Like I heard that every day, all day for 20 years. Like yeah. every time I listen to anything. Yeah. It has an effect. You yeah. Know, it has an effect on the kind of worth we attribute to relationships, to our bodies, to everything, you know? And so yeah, there's those there are the artists, the healing artists, the healing musicians that make the music that I think allow everyone else to heal and to feel seen and to feel heard,
3: to feel hope
2: and Mm. enthusiasm.
3: Thank you. And it's interesting because, I mean, if you listen to my playlist, it's like, The all the extremes, okay, you know, and (laughs) I know you gotta have some like two shorts, you gotta have E40 on there, yeah, it it has to be included, (laughs) even like you know, like um, Snoop from you know, 94. Yes, and (laughs) I think that for me, I realize I there it has to be, um, you know, it's like a soundtrack to my life, and I have to be in the right space for the right thing and there's you know ratchet songs that if I want to turn up or I need energy is fun but if I'm you know if it's too early in the morning or I'm feeling sensitive or there's just like some real stuff going on you know what I mean like some stress that I need to go through I'll hear the lyrics in a different way and I I can't and yeah. I have to switch, way switch the frequency, you know what I mean? To just like way, way calmer things. And I love that hip hop is grown so big now that it's like we get to see, you know, artists like Andre 3000 that's yes. doing something totally different. That's like, oh, this is what I was listening to on my own. But it's yes. like it's dope to see it presented. Um In a larger way, yeah, you know, and like also acceptable for men to tap into that because it's like we've been tapping into, you know, stuff like that. And I think, um, yeah, there's like a mood for everything, but definitely on a subconscious level and conscious level, music definitely has an impact. It's like we memorize stuff from when we were kids because it has a melody, right?
2: Go so deep down. Yeah. The fibers of yeah, our and then you're like, what matches. was I saying <laughs> I was like, I yeah. why do I know ain't no fun word for word. Like, I know.
3: <laughs> but it's also because the music oh my of God. that song the is so classic. <laughs> and that's but, why it's like you'll see every woman still like looking around, like, is it me permi- yeah, Is it safe? Is it over. safe? <laughs> to-? Like,
2: no, literally, misogyny has the best beats of all I time. Know. Okay. I really, and also I got to say shout out to Dre and New Blue Sun, phenomenal album and just so, yeah, just extraordinary to release that into the world. Your creative process. So, I mean, you are, you're a true creative and we are in the age of creativity. And I Mm -hmm. think, you know, wellness has had so many transitions in the last 70, several years, but Where it's really headed is each of us kind of owning our ability to be artists in whatever ways that we are. So, you know, having created Healing Music, I'm going to keep saying that, for seven albums, you know, having a career that has spawned this length of time, and then also continuing to elevate the creations with multi-sensory experiences with everything else you're building— how do you create the kind of nourishing space to invoke that creativity in yourself? How how does one tap mm.
3: into that ability? I don't know. It's like, um, <clears throat> by any means necessary. <laughs> That's what it feels like. It might be the discipline of showing up at the studio even when I don't have an idea, mm. you know, mm. and just like be in the practice of, showing up yeah you know and it might be me not overthinking and just taking a walk by myself um, by the beach just with my headphones on and my little voice memos and sometimes for me when I don't have the pressure of like you have to come up with something right now and it's this allotted amount of time and you're on the clock Sometimes I'm just freer because it's yeah. like my subconscious um, can be exposed or whatever, air out. Mm. Um, sometimes I'll just be driving around and I it's odd, but that's kind of a creative time for mm. me. And I think it's because I'm paying attention to something else. So I'm really not overthinking it. And so I might yeah. just be like listening you know, to a beat that I'm trying to work on. And it's just, I don't know. Yeah. I feel more open. Um, It's able to kind of, like, I'm hearing that you're creating
2: this space to, like, let the download drop in. You're not, like, pressurizing it.
3: Yes. And that comes from... I used to pressurize it. And sometimes it was just stressful. And I was like, do people have fun in the studio? Because this doesn't feel fun right now. You know, and I'm like, I'm putting this on myself. Like if I, you know, in years ago, I couldn't have recorded multi-tracks on my phone just to keep notes. You know what I'm saying? For when I go in the studio. But now it's like, there's so many things you can do on your own at home, blah, blah, blah. It's just a little more freeing and then I can do the real thing when I'm in the studio and then sometimes it's sitting down with musicians I wrote a lot of these songs with Errol Cooney who plays guitar and um Mike Auburg who plays keys um and I kind of like let it come together as a puzzle and a little more organically and a little more thoughtfully um Because I had a lot of time on my hands (laughs) this time. And then I also worked closely with Bedrock, who's a producer and just like creates such a vibe. But I think I just like being around people that I can be comfortable. Yeah, You know,
2: God, that's so important. Like, would you say that that is kind of being in soft place, being around people that, you know, when I hear the words comfort, I feel most comfortable when I'm like myself, which is.
3: Yeah. A little weird, a little fun, a little... Yeah, it's just permission, not like I have to be on. Yes. I don't want to feel like I have to be on when I'm in the studio or that I have to be perfect or it's going to sound good right away. Because I feel Mm. really vulnerable when I'm first coming up with an idea. And I don't know if it's dope. I don't know if it's trash. I don't know if... And it might sound wonky when it first Mm -hmm. comes out. And... But if I feel safe, it might be magic, you know, and then that gets Mm. captured and I'm not like scared away to even try it. That is such a word right there that I feel
2: like can be applied to everything for Mm. all of us, which is like, if I feel safe, then I can make the magic like then magic is present. Like when I'm in my safety, when I'm feeling, yeah, stable,
3: safe, you're not like worrying. You're not watching your back at the same time yeah. or too self-conscious at the same time. Sometimes I would even record like, can I do this without the engineer for a moment? Like, can you set me up and then walk out so that yeah. I'm not even thinking about someone else judging me while I'm in the first phases of creating, you know? That's so freeing to hear. You know, I'm I'm kind of...
2: I've really spent a lot of time the last couple of years trying to court my own creativity Mm -hmm. and and just really let it be in its freedom. And I think, you know, as you shared, like so many people have so many things to birth inside of themselves. But until you discover the key that unlocks your genius, it can feel so challenging. But it's like having just knowing you can have so many rough drafts. You know, it's so like, many keep improving. So many just dress. Yeah. It out. Like, Until just it feels it good. good. Yeah. 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 Like, I feel like even like I remember this is 15 years ago when I was working in L.A. radio. Kanye, had, maybe more. I don't know what year it is. Kanye came out with 808s and Heartbreak. Right? Yes. Yes. Incredible album. And I remember he did. He had this private listening session that was in a abandoned parking garage. Mm hmm. And there were 50 naked women standing there wearing masks. And the only people that saw it. Oh, you were at like when they were doing the video. No, it was just the listening session. It was just, it was one of the most just for the bizarre vibe. incredible things I've ever been to. <laughs> but it, the year was like 2008 and I yeah. remember I was standing there and I was I was staring at these women and like they were kind of passing out because like standing straight for so long you have to bend your knees a little. Oh, wow. So they would just gently sit themselves on the floor and they had wool masks all over their face and they were completely nude. And I remember looking at that and being like, "Okay, wow." And then I saw him recreate that
3: Mm -hmm.
2: over the next 10 years. Mm -hmm. Like no one saw it there except the people that were there. Mm -hmm. But then I ended up seeing those same textures and those same masks or those same stylized women Mm -hmm. appear so many times in different things he did over the next 10 years. And it was one of the most revolutionary things to witness, kind of secretly, because no one, you know, I don't know if anyone else is connecting those dots. Mm -hmm. I saw it and felt Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, oh, you can keep trying. Like you can keep
3: perfecting the vision. You can, Mm -hmm. you don't have
1: to do something. And talk about taking a chance.
2: Yeah.
3: You know, like even if people don't get it, I'm going to go all the way until it really evolves to like, where you all see it clearly. Yeah, till you get it. Till mm-hmm. til
2: maybe we're even in the year where people yeah. are awake enough to get it. Yeah. It was just, it, it. I think about that all the time and it was just such a powerful thing to witness and mm-hmm. kind of be able to see play out over time.
0: All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open air zoo when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue with its powerful VC turbo engine? Well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! (laughs) And outrun a few!
1: Drive the Nissan Rogue.
4: AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream.
1: Tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite.
0: Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Deeply wow. Well,
2: well, well. What are all the ways that everyone can connect with you and connect with your work and especially connect with all the beautiful new experiences?
3: Well, um, on all the social media handles, I'm just at Guapale, G-O-A-P-E-L-E, and through guaplay.com they can get the merch, but I also have a site dreamseeker.com um, that has all the Dreamseeker merch and colors is out there on every platform. And um, I have some more shows coming up. I'm kind of touring different areas at a time um in intimate venues and oh, wow. you know sharing it so i hope you can come yes to something i need to
2: be at the la one
3: yes yeah please
2: thank you so much ah well i hope everyone first of all listens to the album colors but definitely in this episode by putting on closer i know i will be listening thank to that you. as i drive home today um Thank you for your work. Thank you so much for your work. Thank you for your heart. Thank you you for your intention and all the things that you create and just all the beauty and healing you've birthed in the world with your creative process.
3: Thank you. That was so beautiful. Thank you for your energy and for your platform and for the space that you hold. Mm. It's an honor. Thank you.
2: A little soul work today for everyone is I would share that after you listen to this episode and listen a closer, spend the next week until we meet again, really investigating and having grace with your own creative process. You don't have to know what you need a birth right now, but I know you feel something. You feel a seed of something. So just create the empty space that is not filled with your plans, with the way you think it should be structured, just sit and let it arrive. You know, let something come into your awareness and be in practice with it. You don't have to perform this week, fully execute this week. Just begin to really court, flirt with, play with, what is my creative process? That's a great question to journal to and meditate to and think about until we meet again. Namaste. Namaste. The content presented on Deeply Well serves solely for educational and informational purposes. It should not be considered a replacement for personalized medical or mental health guidance and does not constitute a provider-patient relationship. As always, it is advisable to consult with your healthcare provider or health team for any specific concerns or questions. Connect with me on social, at Debbie Brown. That's Twitter and Instagram. Or you can go to my website, DebbieBrown.com. And if you're listening to the show on Apple Podcasts, don't forget, please rate, review, and subscribe and send this episode to a friend. Deeply Well is a production of iHeartRadio and the Black Effect Network. It's produced by Jacquees Thomas, Samantha Timmons, and me, Debbie Brown. The beautiful sound bath you heard? That's by Gerilyn Glass from Crystal Cadence. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app,
4: Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Trinity
0: School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule. You'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Hey, have you ever used
1: Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With CheapoAir, Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning.